You're listening to the weekly podcast of Launch Church of Jacksonville, Florida. We pray you enjoy today's message. Y'all. Look at everybody who's on. I'm just super blessed. I'm excited. <clears throat> Lauren, turn off that music because I'll get in, I'll get into prayer mode and then be talking real slow. <laughs> yeah. I'm super excited, you guys, because uh I told you guys we were we were coming down to some negotiations and working out some things with our facility. I got a phone call this week and they have accepted uh, what we are doing and what we want to do is bringing the church into the building. And we are hopefully to be closing, uh, signing a contract rather uh, at the end of this month, Um, the landlord and everybody has said yes. And uh, you guys, I'm so excited. I feel like now I can go into a little bit more detail what do you think? Let me ask my wisdom next to me. What What do you think? <laughs> no, she's like, no, no, wait, just hold on for a second. Let's get our Let's get our our, our hand on or our our signature rather on the on the uh, the the paperwork first. But everything is moving in the right direction. I was there to uh, not today uh, this week, a few times this week, just looking at everything, going over the drawings and how we're gonna have everything set up. Um, I'm, I, I so want to take you guys over there. Um, probably next Sunday, if not next Sunday, the Sunday after that, uh, after service, we'll all meet over there. I'll give the address out and we'll pick a time, like maybe two o'clock and we'll all meet over there. So you guys can walk through the building, see the new home of your church and <laughs> praise God. It's so exciting. I can't stop smiling. I can't stop thinking about it, you guys. I, I'm up every night, almost to two, three o'clock in the morning, just researching. You know, say what? Supposedly resting. Yeah, supposed. <laughs> supposed to be resting, amen. And I am resting, but I'm just, I'm y'all. I'm so excited. All the plans uh, that we have, and uh, I told you this is a year where God, where where God is going to rewrite our story not only for the body of Christ, the church house, but also for your own personal home. But as we all know, whether whatever is happening with the head, the body has to follow. Like if you truly believe that, that means the blessing is coming to your household, to, excuse me, the blessing is at your household too. And it's so exciting, y'all. It's hard to sleep. Uh, when uh, uh, Lauren walked in the day, she's like, what are you watching? I'm like, Girl, I'm doing this. I'm getting I'm getting ready. I am planning because the Bible says only a fool starts to build a house without planning. And I want to make sure that the monies that we have, praise God, um, are, are being budgeted the right way to get exactly what we need and not just spending frivolously. But of course, as I said in the new year at our vision meeting, it requires us to step up. It requires our relationship to step up meaning uh, as far as responsibility goes with the household, meaning firstly, we have to give, amen. Um, I, I don't like to force people and beat anything over your head about giving. That's between you and God. The Bible says that you have to work out your own soul salvation 
And uh, the Bible also says, give according to what you have. So if you don't have it, praise God, you don't give it. And, it, and there's no need to feel bad about that. I want to make that very, very clear. There's no need to feel bad about that. Instead, have faith that God will give it to you this year. He will rewrite your story in the area of finances. He will rewrite your story in the area of witty inventions and ideas so that you can create the income. Praise God. We're going to talk a little bit about that today so that you can create the income so that you can be the blessing that you want to be. Amen. But for right now, do not feel sad. Do not feel bad, amen, like the woman with the two mites. She came up and gave two mites, which is equivalent to half a cent in our money today. So not even a full penny. And the Bible says she gave more than those who gave hundreds of thousands of dollars. So do not feel bad, okay? And understanding that giving goes beyond money as well. It goes beyond money. I, I know I'm one of the few pastors that teach this in this city. It's not just about money. It's about your time as well. So when we move into this building, we're going to need your time. Amen. Because we are opening up this building to the community, the, to the community. And we are putting certain things in place so that the community is going to know that they can come in seven days a week. You heard what I said? Mm -hmm seven days a week. It is open up to the community. My wife said, don't release everything yet. So I'm going I'm to keep it calm. Amen. Hallelujah. But we are, we are putting ourselves in place where the community is going to be able to access our building seven days a week. And that means that it takes us as the foundation to grow and, and work together as one praise God, which means we have to take responsibility. So it's more than about money. Praise God. And I want to be very clear about that because a lot of times as believers, we think that the church just wants my money. I, me as a pastor, I prefer your time. I just be honest with you. I prefer you because you can do so much more than what money can. Your testimony to somebody that has gone through something similar to what you have gone through is will do so much more for, 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 for those people then your money can. Amen. Money helps. Don't get me wrong. The Bible says money answereth all problems, but that's as a form of a seed. When you sow a seed, that seed goes before God and it answers that problem. But however, your testimony, we overcome by the word of our what? Our testimony. So your testimony, when this community comes in hurt, broken, deceived, manipulated, confused, when this community comes in and they can talk to you and they can hear your testimony of what God did for you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Money doesn't have a testimony. You have the testimony. And you could help them, praise God, overcome what they have been going through with their life and lead them right to Christ. And that is that is checked off on your account in heaven. Praise God. And when God goes on, on that day, when God hands out crowns, he's going to say, it wasn't your money that got this crown, praise God. It was your uh, ability to do the work of the ministry and save souls in my for my name's sake. Hallelujah. So I'm I'm super excited about that. Amen. So maybe not this ne next Sunday, but the Sunday after, um, once we get everything closed and our our, our name is on the, the, the contract and I have the keys in hand, we'll meet over there so you guys can go see. Can I at least tell them the square footage of the building? No, she's telling me no. She said, just wait and be quiet. I'm going to listen to my wisdom in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, I love you sometimes. <laughs> I love you sometimes. Just sometimes. 
I'm just playing. Praise God. Uh, also, keep in mind, February 3rd is our new membership class. It'll be at 10 o'clock in the morning. Praise God. And then we'll meet afterwards to get some uh, to get some lunch at a restaurant. I, I, I thought I would have everything together this week, but this week has been a little crazy with the play and all that stuff going on. So I'll get that information to you next Sunday. But February 3rd, 10 o'clock, we'll do it here on Zoom. Uh, remember, do not forget to send your email address in so we can email you the digital packet uh, so you can have it and follow along um, uh, as we go through it online. Praise did we God. tell them where to send that address to? No, okay. I don't think we did. I don't uh, think so. uh, you can go right on to Launch Church website, launchchurchjacks.com. Go right there in the message button and just type in your email address and then hit send and it'll it'll send to us it'll make and their name of course yeah, yeah your name email address and it's sent, and also it, on the packet you'll see on the packet there's a spot for you to fill out your name if you have any children that are under the age of 18 um they would automatically become members once you become a member um but you would need to jot that down and we'll go over over that in the uh packet uh when we get uh, to february 3rd okay so I think that's it for right now. Praise God. I know I'm still praying about when we're going to do the fast and also when we're going to start the uh, uh, how to study your Bible Bible uh, eight week course, uh, because that's going to be running all week, excuse me, all year. And uh, as soon as God gives me the exact date, we will get that. I'll get that to you. It'll be at least three weeks to a month in advance so you can prepare. Amen. All right. Hallelujah. You ready to get started? I'm ready to jump into this word. I've been trying to get to this point all year. And I mean, I mean, all year, praise God, all this year. <laughs> anyway, we're going to talk about today, hallelujah, what we talked about at the New Year's Eve service. We're going to really delve into these seven points that I gave you uh, today. We probably might only accomplish three or two, two or three of them, but I really want to take time to go into them because we kind of, I just gave them to you in the new year. But I want to go and break it down and, and make sure you understand the meaning of everything. Praise God. So let's pray and let's jump into it in Jesus name. Yes, Lord God. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord God, for another opportunity to come before you on this morning, God. We open up our hearts, Lord God. We open up our ears, oh God, and our minds to receive everything that you have for us on today, God. I bind and I shut down every assignment that would try to hinder the word that is being spoken and go forth on today, oh God. But I thank you, Father God, that your anointing rests in this place, God, so that your word goes uncontaminated. It goes unhindered in the mighty name of Jesus. So we just bless you on today, God. And we thank you, Father God, that our spirit is connected straight with yours, directly with your spirit, and that we don't miss every instruction, every word, everything that you have to release to us on today, God. We open our hearts and we are in receive mode we bless your name and it's in jesus name we pray amen amen glory to god so we started off praise god we started off this this new year saying that 2024 this year is the year will god where god will rewrite your story this is the year where, where God will, will rewrite. I don't know why I'm struggling with that. God will rewrite your story because he is rewriting your story even right now. I want you to open up your Bibles to Ecclesiastes chapter one, Ecclesiastes, excuse me, Ecclesiastes chapter three, 
Ecclesiastes chapter three, and we're going to start at verse 11. And I started here at the new year because I wanted us to understand that seasons do change. A lot of people in the body of Christ, a lot of people in the church complain about how long, I know I used to be one of them, how long am I going to be in this season? How long is it going to take? And then we'll hear all these explanations and reasons. And one of the main one is, is well, you haven't learned the, the lesson yet. So God has you repeating the season. And that's not the case. That is not the case. Seasons do not operate with lessons. There is a season for things. And then within that season, there's times in that season that have to happen, appointed times that have to happen. But we talked about in order to change a season, the word thankful has to be a part of your vocabulary. And if you're not thankful for the season you are in right now, you will stay in that season for your entire life until you become thankful. And it, it's, it's so imperative to understand this because as people, we are taught as a, as a, a nation, a society, we are taught to always gain more and we'll, we'll be so our minds will be so set on getting something new that we'll forget what we have and what God has provided. And the Bible talks us and teaches us and tells us that it is only Thanksgiving that gets us to the next level. Teaches that in Philippians chapter four, it tells us that be anxious for nothing, but everything by prayer and supplication. You can pray, you can make supplication, making your request known unto God. Then it says, with thanksgiving. A lot of times we're prayerful, we make supplication, and we make our, our requests made known unto God, but there's no thanksgiving attached to it. So all we do is we'll pray. I got my problem. Let me pray about it. Let me supplicate about it. Let me fast. Let me do what I need to do in order for this to come to pass. Let me make my request known to God in Jesus' name, amen. And the Bible says the first three don't work unless Thanksgiving is attached to it. Oh, <laughs> so you have to attach Thanksgiving. You say, well, Pastor, it's hard to be thankful in situations that's bad. That's absolutely impossible. No, it's not. The Bible says in that following verse, Philippians chapter four, verse seven and eight, it says, whatever is true, whatever is pure, whatever is holy, think on these things. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Meaning, if I can find one thing to be thankful for, I'm going to think on that rather than the thousand things that are wrong. And that's hard for us because we are always taught that to look at what's wrong. And from childhood, we're taught to look at what's wrong. And the Bible says, I can't, Jesus, God can't change your season until you look at this situation that you're in as a gift from God. Amen. Let's read it. Let's look at verse. Let's look at verse. Uh, uh, let's look at verse 12 of Ecclesiastes chapter three, starting at verse 12. I said, and it says this, I know that there is nothing better for them talking about us as people than to be glad and to get and do good as long as you live. And also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of his labor. Why? It is a gift from God. When was the last time you just treated yourself out because of how you work every week? 
When was the last time you say, you know what, tonight I'm just going to take myself to dinner and I'm going to appreciate the work week that I just put in? Or at the end of Friday or when Friday gets here, you're like, thank God it's Friday. I'm sick of this job. I'm ready for, I'm ready for this to be over. God, when? <laughs> when are you going to send me the blessing? When are you going to allow the prophecies to come to pass that you had prophets speak over my life? When is all this going to happen? And God looks at you and like, yo, you just made it through a whole week where you did not, mm. you didn't get a phone call in the middle of the night saying somebody died. You didn't die. You didn't get in a car accident. I protected your children. You got, you had strength and breath in your body every single day to get up and actually go to work and make a paycheck. Praise God. You came home to a house. You came home and had food in the refrigerator. When you were hungry, you got up with the strength in your body, walked to the refrigerator or the pantry and got you a snack. You had the ability to cook something. You had a desire to say, man, tonight I feel like steak you went to the grocery store got you a steak and you came home and you sauteed it you ate it said man that was good you went to bed in a nice warm bed it's been cold in jacksonville praise god so you you was able to turn on your heater and you get to friday and you're like god when is all this gonna change i love how god is helping us protect our heart he's putting us in a position that we silence ourselves long enough to give thanks for what it is that we're going through, what it is that he's brought us through, what it is that he's blessed us with. He's asking us to do that. It's just take a pause, look at the situation so that we can guard our hearts because that's what he's looking at. Mm. He wants us to stay in right standing with him. Yeah. Amen. And the way we do that is we're grateful for what we honestly and truly grateful for what it is that he takes us to and through. It's a season. This season, you have to learn how to be grateful. Yeah. If you want to change your seasons consistently. Amen. If you're in a bad season right now, I encourage you to be thankful. Be thankful for what you have. Test one, two. Good. Thank you. All right. Thank you, guys. I think I hit it with my mouse. Okay. I mistake. Even if it doesn't feel right, if it doesn't feel good, even if it is like, uh, what's going on? I don't understand why I'm in this place. It is, it, I still have to remain thankful in everything. I have to remain thankful in everything because the thankfulness in my heart is going to allow my season to change. Amen. You want your season to change. I have to look at everything as it is a gift 
from God. That that phrase gift from God comes from a Greek word, idea, idea, excuse me, a Hebrew word, idea, idea. It means an ornament of God. It also implies that the bearer of that ornament is ordained and anointed by God. Did you hear what I just said? That the bearer of that ornament. So when I say life is a gift from God, it said, I'm saying that essentially it is an ornament that God is hanging on me. Mm -hmm. And the bearer of that ornament is ordained and anointed of God. So God says, if I've given you life, I've given you this ornament and I've hung it on you. And because I've hung it on you, it is a sign that you are ordained by me and you are anointed by me. Hallelujah. So God is saying, I didn't just give you this gift of life for any reason. It's my sign to you that you're anointed. It's my sign to you that I I have ordained you. It's my sign to you that I love you and I want you to come out of this, but I'm teaching you some stuff. And the main thing I'm teaching you is not that you need to be a better person, not that I need to, you know, you know, go to the gym seven days a week. The thing I'm teaching you is how to be thankful. Y'all, if we get this revelation and apply this revelation to ourselves, I promise you, we'll start seeing our seasons change faster. You're in a bad season. Let me get thankful. I'm ready for this season to change. I'm ready to not be broke anymore. I'm ready to have friends in my life. Let me begin to be thankful. Thankfulness, gratitude will draw things to you. Praise God. I can't wait till we start our manifesting your future class because it teaches you. The main thing is it teaches you is how to be thankful, how to ignore what is going on around you, all the negativity around you and how to stay thankful. And look at every single thing in your life as a gift from God in Jesus name. With that being said, let's jump into this. These seven keys that I gave you on New Year's Eve. The first one was. You must remain thankful in everything. You must remain thankful in everything. Let's go to first Thessalonians chapter five. First Thessalonians chapter five, that's in the New Testament, praise God. First Thessalonians chapter five, praise God. And we're going to look at verse 15 through 18. You want to read it? It says, see that none render evil, render, I'm sorry, see that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Whoa, 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 whoa. What does it say? And everything give what? Thanks. For this is the what? This is the will of God. Everybody wants to know, I don't know what God's will is for my life. I don't know what God wants me to do for my life. I know the Bible says right here in verse 18 that in everything give thanks for this is the will of God for you. Mm-hmm. That you give thanks in everything. Read the next one. Go ahead. Quench not the spirit. Look at it. So when we don't give thanks, we're quenching the spirit. 
Wow. My God. I don't think I've ever, I usually stop at that verse 18, but never went on to 19. That's powerful. Do not find yourself in a position where you are not thankful. When you are not thankful, you automatically put yourself outside of the will of God. Think about that. Take time to really, let's really dissect this. When I'm not thankful for what God has done in my life, what God is doing in my life, then I am putting myself outside of the will of God. And if you don't know this, let me tell you this right now. It is impossible for God to bless you outside of his will. <laughs> and I think as a people, before we get so caught up on what's my purpose, before we get so caught up on fulfilling destiny, we have to get engulfed and in, in drenched in being thankful. Because purpose can't happen when you're not in the attitude of gratefulness. When you're walking in purpose and you become unthankful, you will impede purpose. When you're fulfilling destiny and you become unthankful, you will impede destiny. You'll slow it down. And I believe with everything inside of me that Paul said this to a people. If you go read about the church of Thessalonica, they were a church that was on the move for God. In, in Revelations, John talks about you, uh, the, uh, Jesus comes to John and gives John this, this, this vision. And Jesus says, you guys are doing all these things in my name, but you've lost your first love, which is talking about Jesus. And I honestly believe that Paul is trying to teach this church here that despite everything, these are some constants you need. These are some, some foundational principles and pillars you need. Number one, you need to rejoice forever. Number two, you need to pray without ceasing. And then number three, in everything you do, not some of it, not half of it, not three quarters of it, not one fourth of it, not two thirds, not one third of it. In everything you do, you need to be thankful because this is the will of God. And if you don't be thankful, you'll quench the spirit. And I wonder how many times we have quenched the spirit because we want it to be in our own feelings. How many times have we quenched the spirit because we just want to give somebody a piece of our mind? I'm tired of being so nice. I'm tired of being stepped on or feeling like I'm being stepped on. Somebody, if I don't stand up for me, who is going to stand up for you? Uh, listen here. God Almighty will stand up for you if you will allow him to. And the way you allow him to is to remain thankful in the midst of foolishness. <laughs> Hallelujah. Turn over really quickly to Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. If you don't know what that is, I encourage you just to throw your Bible away. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm just playing. Don't throw God's word. Don't throw God's word away in Jesus' name. (laughs) Hallelujah. While you're turning there, let me give you the definition of thankful. It is to recognize good. Practicing gratitude means recognizing the good that is already yours. If you lost your job, but you still have your family in health, you have something to be thankful for. So when I'm thankful, I'm recognizing what is already mine. I'm thankful for this chair I'm sitting in. I'm thankful for these lights around me. I'm thankful for the camera so I'm able to get this word to you guys. I'm thankful for Lauren who is running all the background right now. When we move into the building, I'm thankful for all you guys that are coming to work. I'm thankful, why? Because if I remain thankful for the little things, God is gonna expand it bigger than I ever thought before. Hallelujah. Let's look at Luke chapter 17, starting at verse 11. And go ahead, you can read. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into into a certain village, there met him 10 men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, go show yourselves to the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving thanks, giving him what? Giving him thanks. Giving God thanks. So let me set this up really quickly. Jesus is going to Samaria. He's in the, he's, he's transitioning to another city in the midst of transitioning. He runs across a colony of leopards because leopards had to live together in that, in that time. And leprosy was a horrible disease. You can look it up online, but it created boils on your skin and ate at your flesh. And it was highly contagious. So they had to live outside of the city and they typically lived together. And as Jesus is making his transition to Galilee, the Bible says that he runs across 10 leopards and they scream out to him, God help me. God help me. Jesus help me. Jesus said to them, go show yourself to the high priest. Now, what he's the reason he said that is because when you once you were healed of leprosy in those days, you had to go to the high priest to get like the stamp of approval so you can enter back into society. So there is a part here where these leopards, Jesus hadn't healed them yet, but he said, go show. So it took faith. Let's let's, let's just talk about this. It took faith for them to start walking towards the high priest and nothing had changed on their bodies. So we'll give them credit for the faith. A lot of Christians have the faith, praise God. Oh, this is good. But the Bible says, as they went, their skin and their leprosy cleared up. And one of the 10 decided to turn around and come back to Jesus before he went to the high priest and thank, he said he fell on his face and he said, first, it was my faith that started the process, but it is my thankfulness that is going to end this process. Let's keep reading. Verse 17. And Jesus answering said, were there not 10 cleansed, but where are not, where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God. Save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy by I'm sorry. Arise, go thy way, 
Thy faith hath made thee whole. Look at there. Look at there. I heard a phrase this week and I said I was going to use it Sunday. I said, write this down and underline it twice. The other 10 were healed. Excuse me, the other nine were healed. This one person that turned around and gave thanks was made whole. Healed of leprosy is different than being made whole of leprosy. I want to talk about this for a little bit because whole, whole means to be complete, nothing missing, fully restored, fully restored to the original state you started in. So yes, the other nine leopards got healed, but they didn't have their money restored from going to see the doctors. They didn't have their name restored. They, they might've lost their businesses through this leprosy. None of that was restored to them though they were healed of the leprosy. But the one that came back and said, God, I thank you. Hallelujah. The one that came back and said, God, I give you glory. I'll fall on my face. I understand what you did what was, was holy and, and acceptable and you healed me. And I didn't want to leave this place without coming back to you first okay. and saying, thank you, Jesus, for healing me. The Bible says Jesus told him, go your way for you have been made whole. Not just healed, but whole. In other words, everything you lost beforehand, I'm giving it back to you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That word complete in the Greek means, it means to bring to its end, to finish, wanting nothing. Necessary completeness, watch this, absolutely perfect. Oof. Oh, yeah. So when God is, when Jesus here is talking to this one leper that decided to come back and fall on his face and give thanks to him, he says, I'm not only going to heal you, but I'm going to put you in a position where you are wanting nothing. Everything that is necessary to bring completeness to your life, I will give you to the point people will look at you and think you are perfect. Oh my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I am saying today, you, when you become thankful, when you say, God, even though the situation isn't becoming of what I want it to be, even though this situation is hard, I am going to remain thankful. God's response to you is, I will put you in a position where you will be made whole, nothing missing, fully restored to whatever you have lost throughout this process. I'm going to give it back to you and more to the point people will look at you and say, my God, how are you so perfect? Now you've experienced this, whether you want to admit it or not. People will come up to you and say, you just got it so together. I want to sit down and pick your brain. And you thinking to yourself, you looking right. over your past, right. you're like, I ain't got nothing together. What are you seeing? Oh, when they say you don't look like what you've been through. Yeah. Hmm. Well, you don't look like what you've been through. It's yeah. because God has made you whole. He has completed you in that area. You're, you you might have been going through in your marriage. You might have been separated and, and said this is a divorce. And now when y'all together, y'all can't keep your hands off each other. And nobody ever know, knew that you guys went through something. Why? Because God completed you. Hallelujah. Because you decided to give him thanks. Thank 
I thank you, Lord. Instead of complaining about this man, I thank you that this man is everything you've called him to be. I thank you that this man loves me and he loves his children. I thank you that this man takes care of his household. He pays his bills. I thank you that this man and I know how to communicate and not only communicate, but also comprehend each other very well. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord God, that this woman, praise God, respects me. Hallelujah. I thank you that this woman loves me and cares for me and prays for me and wants the best for me. I thank you that this woman is really my help mate, excuse me, help me in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father God. And before you know it, you look up and your marriage is totally different. Come on. But the reverse is true too. The reason you got in that position is because you was saying, I can't stand this man. I can't stand this woman. She get on my nerve. I want a divorce. And before you knew it, you looked up and y'all were in shambles. And you're like, how did we get here? Because instead of being thankful, you were critical. Mm -hmm. You complained. Come on. And the thing that gets me the most is when we counsel married couples, is at one point, the person that you're completely upset with and don't want to be around is the one you pray for. God, let her like me. God, let him like me. At one point, they were, they were your prayer request. Mm -hmm. And God answered it. And now you're treating your prayer request. Come on. <laughs> now you're treating your prayer request as if it means nothing. And it, it, it boggles and baffles my mind that I would pray for a woman or I would pray for a man. And when God gives me that prayer request, I mishandle it by not being thankful. My goodness. Turn over to Psalm chapter 95. Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to stop there because we have the marriage and family uh, series coming up this year and we'll, we'll dive deeper into that as we get into that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Psalms 95, looking at verse two, it says this. Let us come before his presence with what? Thanksgiving. Let us come before his presence with what? Thanksgiving. The Bible says when you approach God, don't even approach him with your problems first. When I when I approach him and I come into his presence, I come in thanking him for who he is. Thanking him for what he has done, thanking him for what he is doing, and thanking him for what he is going to do. Mm -hmm. If I can't do that, let me stay out of his presence. Hmm. <laughs> oh my God, this is so good. Hallelujah. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Not let us come before his presence murmuring and complaining. Not let us come before his, his presence uh, and, and with a bad, nasty attitude. Not let us come before his presence angry. Mm, yes, that one. Not let us come before his presence bitter. Not let us come before his presence asking him why. Instead, let us come before his presence with Thanksgiving. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. You know, with, with that being said, I can now deduce or deduct from that 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 I can deduce from that 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 if I don't come before his presence with thanksgiving, he's not even going to listen to me. Come on. He's not even going to hear me. And a lot of times our prayers are not being heard because we didn't come with a thankful heart. My God, boy, you are preaching today. Thank you. <laughs> a lot of times our prayers aren't being even heard by God because we entered his presence wrong. That's Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I want him to answer my prayer, but I don't want to be thankful. They don't work like that. It's like oil and water. It doesn't mix. God, why aren't you hearing me? And God is on the other end saying, why aren't you thankful? Right, right. <laughs> like, I can, I, can see God, I can see God doing that. Like, God, why aren't you answering me? And he's like, Joshua, why aren't you thankful? <laughs> I can't even get into you. I can't even become come next to you and be in your presence until you become thankful. And until you become thankful, your prayers are just hitting the ceiling and coming back down. And I want to be there for you. I want to help you. I want to assist you. That's why I call. That's why I'm saying I'm your God and you're my people. But there's a way you do it. There's a process you do it. In everything, there's a process. If I want to go get a loan, I just don't go to the bank and say, give me all the money. That's robbery. I first have to go get, let, talk to the banker, praise God. I, then I, I talk to the banker. <laughs> it is it's robbery. It is. That's called stealing. Give me a loan right now. No, that's stealing. I'm robbing the place. But there's a process. I go talk to the banker. And then the banker says, okay, well, give me your social. Then he pulls my credit. Then once he says, oh, your credit's good enough, then he says, here's an application. Then I fill out the application. Then they send it to the underwriters. And the underwriter says yes or no to it. And once the underwriter says yes to it, then it comes back to the banker. And it comes in the banker sits down again with you and says, what is the amount you want to take out? Then the banker says, okay, this. Then they send it back to the underwriter so they know that they can, you can take out the loan. You got the loan so they can set up your payment plan. It's a process. When you wake up in the morning to go to work, you wake up, you use the restroom, you brush your teeth, you wash your face, you take a shower, you look at your clothes that if you haven't picked them out already the night before, you get dressed, you put on your shoes, you come downstairs, you get a glass of water, maybe make a cup of coffee, you grab your keys, you open the door of your house, you walk out the door, you close the door, then you open the door of your car, you get in your car, and you just don't put it in reverse, you first crank up your car, and then you put it in reverse, you back out of your driveway, out of that parking space, then you put it in drive, and then you drive, and then it's a process to get to work. You got to go through that red light. Then you got to make a right on the fit on Fifth Street. Then you got to make a, a left on University. And then you got to make a right. And then, and then you got to go up there to Emerson and then make a U-turn and come back and make a left turn, a right turn into your, your plaza. 
but you're still not at work. You got to park your car. Then you got to get out your car. You got to take your bump bump and hit lock and then go inside the door and then you got to clock in. It's a process. <laughs> it's the same way with God. Hallelujah. You just want him to bless you, but you don't want to be thankful. The process is I am thankful first. When I come into your presence, God, I'm not coming in with my problems first. I'm coming in saying, God, you are the God of all gods. You are the king of all kings. You are the Lord of all lords. You are Alpha and Omega. You are the first and last. You are the beginning and the end. You are the author and finisher of my faith. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are Jehovah Rapha. You are Jehovah Nisi. You are Jehovah Tzit Canoe. You are El Elyon. You are Adonai. And I get, I boast and brag on who you are and I'm so thankful praise God oh, yeah. that you are here and that I can communicate with you directly I'm so thankful mm -hmm. that you love to hear my voice I'm so thankful that when I pray when I pray you hear and you answer and I give you glory yes. I'm thankful that you're my God mm -hmm. I'm thankful that I'm your your per, your people I'm thankful that you love me yes, God. and God says oh when you talk to me like that what you want my child yes, come on oh, yeah, 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 yeah. what do you want my child I got to talk to me what you need oh I feel his presence now hallelujah hallelujah glory to God thank you Lord when I'm thankful God says what you need Hallelujah, because I invite him in. I invite his presence in, in Jesus' name. This year, we remain thankful, even in situations where I want to be mad, where I want to be aggravated, where I want to murmur, and I want to complain, when I want to say, God, why? Mm. I choose to say, God, I thank you, because you saw this in, in advance, and you've already made provision. So I'm just going to thank you in advance for who you are. And God's response is, my child, my child, what can I do for you? Hallelujah. Come on, God. Oh, yeah. Oh, somebody got to get it. I hear you now. You all just lift your hands now and say, thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. When you wake up tomorrow, thank you, Lord. You Thank you for waking me up. Thank you for watching me while I was asleep. Thank you for putting breath back in my body. Hallelujah. Strength back in my body. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. And God says, hallelujah. I respond with my presence from the moment you wake up when you wake up thanking with me, thanking me. Oh, there's an anointing in this place. Glory to God. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Hey, Shai. Hmm. Mm. Oh, I thank you, Lord. Mm. Mm. Oh, I thank you, Lord. I thank you. We thank you as a body of Christ, Father. We thank you, Lord. It may not be how we want it. It may not be perfect. But when we thank you, we allow you the ability to come in and make our lives whole, to make our lives complete, to make our lives perfect in Jesus' name. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you in advance for 2024. Despite what it might bring, we are in an attitude of gratitude. We thank you, Lord. We invite your presence into this entire year. We thank you, Lord, for this year. Thank you. Hallelujah. Glory to thank God. Hey, Shabbat. Hey. Number two. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh. 
Oh, yes. We practice thanking you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, Anja. We practice thanking you. Yes, Tabitha. Yes, Tabitha. Yes, our attitude is of gratitude in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Number two. We have to become comfortable with the unknown. We have to become comfortable with the unknown. That's a big one. Hmm. We have to become comfortable with the unknown. Go to Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. Praise God. Who there's an anointing in this, this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 12. Glory to God. Oh my gosh. We love you, Lord. Let's look at verse one. Praise God. Go ahead, Bond. Now the Lord's now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of the country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great. And that shall be a blessing. Man. So look at here. God came to Abraham and he said, Abraham, I want you to get out of the country that you know and get away from your family. And when you do this, I will make your name great and I will make you a great nation. Now, if you know Jewish traditions, it was it is untraditional for a son to leave his father. The way it actually works, and, and maybe when we get into heavenly teachings, I can get go deeper into this, but the way it works, the way the house uh, is built, the mansion is built in a family's life is the father will start building his house and then he has children. And if he has a son, the, the son will go out and find a wife and then come back to the father's house and build his house on the side of the father. And after generations, generational wealth was made. You know, the verse that says a good man leaves an inheritance to his children, children. Yeah. Well, a good man will leave an inheritance because his children is coming back and building how, their house with their family onto the father's house. So after so many generations, the family is now wealthy. I wish we would, we would pick up this practice. <laughs> Praise God. We would pick up this practice. But amen. So it was unconstitutional for Abraham to leave his dad. It was not right and go start afresh. To us, this is normal because this is how we live every day. We grow up and when we're about 22, 23, I need my own place. I'm ready for my own spot. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of mom and daddy. Mom and daddy, I'm ready for, I love y'all, but <laughs> I'm a man now, I gotta go. But in the Bible days, you would be, you would be looked upon in shame if you left your father's house. But God told Abraham to not only go against tradition, but also to step into the unknown. Mm -hmm. When he left his father's house, he left his inheritance. I want you to let me put this in perspective. When he left his father's house, he left his inheritance. So inheritance is the money that is set aside through for generations for the, the child, the up the son. He said, I'm leaving my father's house. He left all his riches. So everything that was going to be passed down to him was he denied it and turned away from it. So now how's Abraham going to eat? 
How is Abraham going to have the money to provide for himself? It is the unknown. Now, I want to take time and I, I, I want to address these words, because when we think of unknown, the American definition we have for it, praise God, is is not understood or not recognized. I don't I, it's unknown to me. I don't understand this or I don't recognize this. So it's unknown. But in the Hebrew day, back in the original form of the word, the meaning was actually greater than I can imagine. Greater than I can imagine. So if it was unknown to me, it didn't mean that I didn't recognize it. It means that it was greater than I can imagine. <laughs> so it was unknown to me. It was bigger than I was. So when, when God told Abram here, get thee out of your country, and Abram obeyed, it was unknown to him, but it was because it was greater than I can imagine, I'll follow it. Mm. See, Americans' definitions of unknown kind of changes the translation of the actual word. So when I'm saying we have to become great, uh, uh, comfortable with the unknown, I'm not talking about becoming comfortable with not knowing or not understanding, but becoming comfortable with the fact that God wants to do greater in your life than you can imagine. I know I'm preaching good. I, oh, my God. I'm giving, God is dropping jewels right now. When I'm saying you have to be become comfortable with the unknown, I'm saying that God, you have to become comfortable with God wanting to do something greater than you could ever imagine. We have yeah. we have revelation of this, or Paul gives us revelation of this in Philippians, excuse me, in Ephesians, where he says, "Now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundance than abundantly than I can ever think or imagine." He's able to do greater or he's able to exceed abundance in whatever I can think or imagine. And what it is saying here is when he told Abraham to step into the unknown, you can't imagine it yet. It's greater than your imagination. It's bigger than your mental capacity. But if you follow me, I'll take you places and I'll make people bless you and I will make your name great and I will make you yourself a great nation. Abraham couldn't imagine that. <laughs> Abraham couldn't imagine that. And Abraham was like, I'm good right I'm good right here. I'm good with my daddy. God says, if you do what I tell you to do, if you become comfortable with the unknown, I will make you great. I will make you a great nation. And I will bless you and I will make your name great. Turn over, last verse. Turn over to back to Luke. Turn back to Luke, and let's go to chapter 12. I want to show it to you. I want to break it down so you guys can understand this. This is awesome. Oh, man, I, I love when we eat the word of God. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 12. Praise God. We're going to start at verse 22. If you get there, Vaughn, just go ahead and start reading. Praise God, because we're, we're running low on time. 22? Yeah, verse 22. And he said unto his disciples, therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, neither for the body, what ye shall put on. The life is the life is more than meat and the body is more than raiment. Mm -hmm. Consider the ravens for they neither sow nor. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop right there. Mm. Jesus is talking here and he says this, he says. Take no thought of what you should eat and drink and all that stuff. Put on clothes and wear and all that. And he, then he starts to give a comparison. He says, 
Take time and let's consider the Ravens. Y'all be seeing them out there. They wake you up in the morning. Big old black birds. They wake you up in the morning. Ah, ah, ah. It's like, why are they so loud in the morning? The Bible says, Jesus, Jesus says, consider them. Why does he say consider them? Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap. Stop right there. Hallelujah. These ravens, they don't sow anything and they don't reap anything. God gave us that promise. Everybody online, he gave us that promise in Genesis. He said, as long as the earth remains, there is seed, there is time, and there is harvest. So you and I, we plant seed, we have time, and we Amen. have harvest. Amen. And Jesus is saying here, consider the ravens. They don't sow anything. And they don't reap anything. Keep going. Hallelujah. For which neither have storehouse nor barn. Stop right there. It says, not only do they not sow or reap, they don't have a checkings account and they don't have a savings account. Praise God. Storehouse and barn. That's what that means. A checkings account or savings account. They don't have none of that stuff. Let's keep going. And God feedeth them. And God feeds them. Come on. Look at the question Jesus poses next. Look at what he says. How much more are ye better than the fowls? He says, I do this for people, for a bird that doesn't sow nor reap. He don't have a checking account nor a savings account. And I feed them every single day, protect them every single day. How much more better are you than them? <laughs> oh, let's keep going. Let's keep going because it get even gooder and gooder. <laughs> keep going. And it says, in which of you with taking thought can add one st stature of, of one cubic? If ye then be not able to do these things, which is least, why take thought of the rest? Come on. Then he says, let me give you one more example. I love it when Jesus said, let me run it back twice. Hallelujah. Let me run this back again. I just gave you the ravens. But now let me say, consider the lilies and how they grow. <laughs> they toil not. They spin not, and yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these lilies. Come on. Wait a minute now. Jesus said, let me run this back for you. If you missed the first time with the ravens, let me give you another example. Let me, let me, let me repeat this. Let me run this back for you. He says, yo, look at the lilies. They don't toil. They don't go to work. They don't think they're not spinning and, and thinking in their mind. Well, how can I make it? What do I need to do? Maybe if I do this, it might, it might give me that. If, maybe if I, if I plan this and go this way, it might give me that. They don't do none of that. And the Bible says they grow and not even do they grow, but even Solomon, if you know about King Solomon and how beautiful everything that was around him, he said he built everything around him in gold. The temple was built in gold. His house was built in gold and bronze and precious silvers and jewels and rubies. Solomon, the Bible says, even the lily, Solomon, in all of his glory, doesn't compare to the lily. My God. Verse 28. If then God has clothed the grass, which today is in the field, and tomorrow it is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you? O ye of little faith. And seek not ye what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink. Neither be ye doubtful minded. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Look at what Jesus is saying. When you find yourself worrying, when you find yourself uncomfortable with the unknown, when you find yourself, God, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? Jesus said, you are just like the world. 
<laughs> he said only the world does that because they don't know who who the true and one true God is in their life. So they take this mindset of worry because they're trying to figure it out themselves. And if you have that mindset, the Jesus himself, this is red letter talking. He said, you are just like the world. Verse 30. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after. And your father knoweth that ye have need of these things. Your yeah. father knows that you have need of the things that you need. But I love this. I love this. I love this. So everybody say, Pastor Josh loves this. Pastor, yeah. He loves this. He loves this part. Verse 31. But rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. Watch this part. I love this part. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you. It's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Yeah. Now, now, in order for this to make sense, and because some of y'all saying, "Well, I understand that, but that's heaven. I don't, I, I, heaven. I don't get heaven till I die, you know." And I want, what about here on earth? Praise God! This kingdom here is not heaven. The word "kingdom" comes from, praise God, the, the this uh, old English word, excuse me, old Italian word called "bellasalia," "bellasalia." That's B A S I L E I A. Again. B-A-S-I-L-E-I-A. And this word is not talking about a territory, but instead it is talking about dominion. So, so if I read that in its proper context, it says it is the father's good pleasure to give you dominion. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is the father's good pleasure to give you dominion. Now, I, I love Jesus for this passive honor because he went through this whole scripture comparing you to people, to birds that, that don't have nothing to sow. And he said, how much more are you than that? Then he went to lilies and he says, hey, trust that God will take care of your needs. But then this verse, see, Matthew 33 doesn't give you this. Matthew 6, 33 doesn't give you this part. Luke did. Luke caught this revelation. Luke caught this. Matthew might have missed it, but Luke caught it. Luke said, that Jesus said, even though I'll take care of your needs, I want you to understand you serve a God that it gives him good pleasure to give you dominion over everything. That means your needs, your wants, your desires. Come on. Hallelujah. You ought to get excited about that. So when I become comfortable with the unknown, I'm becoming comfortable with God blowing my mind and giving me something I could not even think or imagine of and not only giving it to me, but also giving me dominion over it. Meaning I can't lose it. Hallelujah. I can't mess it up. Praise God. Hallelujah. And this is a principle of God. You wonder how some of these people that, that don't that that don't love God the way you love God can still do stuff, get away with it and still have it because they have dominion. They are invoking a principle of God. The principle is I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to think about it. God, I'm going to let you handle it. And I'm telling you today, if you let God handle what is going on in your life, praise God, and you just become comfortable with the unknown, God will give you, praise God, not only what you go be beyond what you can dream or imagine, but he'll also give you the dominion to make sure you don't lose it. 
Hallelujah. Oh my God. Oh my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You wonder why, praise God. I haven't touched this business in 10 years and then I pick it back up and it takes off. God gave you dominion over it so you wouldn't lose it. Praise God. You wonder why some of you guys, I got, I, I ain't been to the gym in, in four months, but it's like I got back in it and I was like, I got right back in shape. God gave you dominion over it. Hallelujah. Because you trusted him in the unknown area. Praise God. You wonder how come my marriage, I don't feel like my marriage and, and this, and I've been separated from my husband for so many years, separated from my wife in so many years, but I begin to become comfortable with the unknown. I started reading books. I started going to counseling. I started getting therapy and and God said, I'll do something in your marriage that goes beyond your vision. And you started to trust God. And God said, I gave you dominion and you could pick back up on your marriage like it never left, like it never broke off. Why? Because God gave you dominion over it so you don't lose it. So not only is he willing to take care of your needs, but it brings him good pleasure. Come on, y'all. I, I don't know if this word is touching any of you guys. It brings God good pleasure. It brings him good pleasure to not only take care of your needs, but to give you dominion or give you the kingdom. It's a system. And in this system, he says, I'm going to give you dominion over it. It's not a territory. It's a system. It's dominion. I give you dominion over that. You wondering how you get in certain rooms because God gave you dominion. You wondering how you get certain favor because God gave you dominion. You wondering how did I get this? How did I even get over here? This is not even an interest of mine because God gave you dominion. You wondering why you everybody looking at you. Well, I started this before her, but she's superseding me. She's going further than I ever thought because God gave you dominion. And when you trust him in the unknown, When you become uncomfortable, excuse me, comfortable with the unknown. And you say, God, I don't know what you're doing, but go ahead and do it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to toil over it like the lilies. I'm not going to spin my mind around it 35,000 times. I'm not going to worry because you take care of the ravens and grand style. They ain't sold. I got seed in the ground. <laughs> I got seed in the ground. They haven't sold. You take care of them. I know I've been sowing. Praise God. I've been sowing money. I've been sowing time. I've been sowing, uh, going out and taking care of the homeless. I know I gave that man on the street a couple, couple of days ago, $5 to get something to eat. I know I have seed in the ground. Been sowing. So I'm not going to toil over it. I'm not going to spin my mind around it. I'm just going to say, you know what, God? I can't see it. It's unknown to me because it's greater than I can imagine right now. My imagination isn't there, but I trust you will take my imagination there. And not only will you take my imagination there, you'll also give me dominion so I can stay there. Yeah. In Jesus' name. This year, 2024, I don't, I, I don't care what you thought it was going to be. I need you guys to understand this year, God is rewriting your story. It has already started for most of you guys, and you don't even know it. As soon as we said Happy New Year, God started rewriting your story. I've been talking to a couple of people and you're like, I don't know what God is doing. And I know right there, as soon as you said that to me, I knew God was rewriting your story because you are the type of person that you know what you're doing, but you find yourself right now in a place where you just don't know. And that place is not a bad place. It's a place that God has set you so he can do what he needs to do without your hands getting involved. Why? Because if your hands got involved, your thinking would be too small 
Oh, I'm talking good. Your thinking would be too small and you would run away or impede what God is trying to do. So he puts you in this place of the unknown so he can make uh, make you into a great nation, make your name great. But he got to remove you out the way first because your imagination can't get there. So he puts you in that position where you say, I don't know what God is doing. And I'm telling you today, stay right there. Stay right there because God is writing and he is working. I have learned in the first three weeks of this year, I have learned this. I have seen God do this with our building. It looked like we were going to get it. Then it looked like we weren't going to get it. Then it looked like, no, nah, this is not happening. And Bonda would tell me, be comfortable. She would repeat it back to me. Be comfortable with the unknown. Be comfortable. And I start walking around the house. God, I'm good with the unknown. I'm good with the unknown. I'm good with the unknown. I'm not going to stress about that building. I'm not going to worry about it. I know I like it. I know it's, it's a perfect building for us. I'm not going to stress about it though. I'm going to let you do it, God. I ain't going to worry about it. I'm, you know what I'm doing? I'm going to bed. It don't make no sense for both of us to stay up because if you already up and you don't sleep and you don't slumber, I don't need to stay up too. I let you worry about it. So I'm going to sleep. I'm going to bed. I'm going to stay right here in the unknown. And before I know it, I got a phone call. It was quiet. It was quiet for what? Two weeks? Two weeks. I get a phone. My phone rings. Hey, Pastor Joshua. Got a call. The landlord said he's willing to take a risk. He believes in what you're doing. He looked up your website, read about you guys, watched a couple of your videos. He believes in what you guys are doing and that you're going to have an impact on the community. And this is something I've never seen him do before. But he says, you know what? The building is yours. Let's start the process. Why? I became comfortable with the unknown. God said, Joshua, let me sit you over here because your mind can't see it yet. <laughs> Let me sit you over here. Let me do it. And I wanted today, Anja, Christina, Felisa, Lawanda, Jakia, I wonder Monet, Nathaniel, I wonder Robert, Rhonda, I wonder today, Tabitha, Shalonda, I wonder if God has you in a position where you just don't know. God, where's my job going to come from? Maybe he has you there because he's trying to remove your earthly hands off of what he's trying to do so he can make your name great and turn you into the nation he designed you to be from birth. Maybe, Fredo. Maybe, Lauren. You don't know what's happening right now because God is working. And I'm saying maybe, but I know with all faith in my heart God is working this year, and I believe it. I'm like Paul. I am fully persuaded that God is moving and rewriting your story. You got it. I can't believe it for you. You got to believe it for yourself, and you can't waver because when the unknown comes, I'm telling you, it's not a great spot, but it is a great spot because I'm saying, God, I trust you. I believe in you like Abram. If you go on to read Abram's life story, Abram turned into Abraham and Abraham became one of the richest men ever to walk the face of the earth. He had houses, tents, cattle, crop. He had it all. But it started with him making the decision to become comfortable with the unknown. Leave your father's house and go where I tell you to go. God made him a father of many nations. 
We are still talking about Abraham to this day because he stepped into a, a decision and made a decision to step into the unknown and allow God to make him great. Will you make that decision today? I know you're highly educated. I know you're business savvy. You're business minded. But God is telling you, can you move out the way and let me do it? Hallelujah. Can you move out the way and let me do it? Can you be, uh, can you be comfortable right here not knowing? Because if you're comfortable right here not knowing, in a, in a few moments, I'll show you what I was doing, and then you'll know. And not only will you know, I'll give you the dominion to keep it and not lose it. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I mean, let me give you a high five on that one. Hallelujah. Glory to God, woman. Hallelujah. Are you comfortable with the unknown? I don't know about you, but I'm expecting great things this year, and I'm expecting like I've never done before. I've always expected, let me go out and work. This year, my expectation is just sit in the unknown and let God work. <laughs> oh, my God. It's easier, but it, it, it's like I'm not doing anything. But you are. You are. Hallelujah. Give me another high five. Yeah, give it. Uh -uh. You. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. God is so good. Hallelujah. Father, we love you. Mm. Oh, we love you, God. We are thankful so that we invite your presence in. Hallelujah. And we are comfortable with the unknown. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for these, your people that are online. Father, I thank you that as they hear this word, that their faith is being boiled up on the inside of it. It's being stirred up on the inside of them to say, you know what? I'm just going to remove my hand off of it and let God do it. Let God do it. Because his work is way better than my work. And I'm going to trust you, God, because if you take care of birds and they don't have a ability to sow or reap, and if you take care of a flower that is so beautiful and they don't have the ability to water themselves, they don't have the ability to pollinate themselves. And you say that that flower is greater than the splendor that Solomon walked in. Oh, I'm going to trust you. Hallelujah. How much more, Lord God, are we to you than a bird and a flower? God, did today, we declare today that this year, 2024, we will trust you. We will become comfortable with the unknown. In Jesus' name. How we love you, Lord. How we honor you, God. How we are so thankful, God. We know our season has changed, and we are walking into it with our heads held high, because you have given us, you take good pleasure in giving us the kingdom. Hallelujah. And giving us dominion in Jesus' name. Oh, how we love you, Lord. We honor you and we praise you. Amen and amen. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, <laughs>
I'm so excited about this year, y'all. Oh, I'm so excited. Not just for the church, but for each and every one of you. I know. I know. I just I, really quickly, Jarakia, your name has been highlighted for like the last 15 minutes. Hallelujah. It's been highlighted for the last 15 minutes on this screen. I don't know why you just took her name away from me. Yeah, pull it back up. Yeah. Can you all still hear me in Jesus' name? Okay. Jerkia, I, I keep hearing that God is going to blow, excuse me, God is blowing your mind this year. God is blowing your mind this year. It's been tough for you. Then this is from a business standpoint, a business standpoint. It's been tough for you. And you're like, God, where's the help going to come from? And that is the, the position that God wants you in. And that your, your, your question and your prayer should change from God, where's the help going to come from to God, I just received the help. I receive whoever you bring to me. And I, I hear God saying, if you pray this prayer, Jerichia, I'm talking to Jerichia. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. Jerichia, if you pray this prayer, praise God. God is going to bring the necessary staff. Notice I didn't say people. I said staff, which means you have the money, you'll have the money to pay them. You'll, God is going to bring the necessary staff to help take your business to the next level, to help take your business to the next level. I, I, I hope you receive this today because God, is, your name literally has been highlighted the last 15 minutes in the spirit on this screen. And that the question, the prayer has to change for, I, and, and, and it's a lot of hope in your prayer. Like, I hope they do this. I hope this happens. I hope that happens. The prayer has to change to, I know they're going to do it because I serve a God that has given me the kingdom or has given me dominion. Hallelujah. And I hear if you can do these things, if you can change your speech, and we're going to get into this next week. So everybody be back online next week because we're going to get about get into about the tongue. If you can change that speech and become comfortable with not knowing, Jerichia, God is going to do great things in your business, your business in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 And I hear for Malika, I hear the same thing with you, not knowing. There's some things you've been you've been trying to figure out. I don't know exactly what it is. God hasn't revealed it, but I see that like, there's a decision you've been trying to make. And you've been approaching it with your human reasoning because you're you're highly intelligent. You're highly smart. And I and I see God saying, I need you to remove your human reasoning out of it and allow him to show you. And I see him coming to you in a dream. I see your answer that you're looking for coming to him, coming to you in a dream that God is going to show you once you begin to rest, he is going to show you exactly what to do and not only what to do, but how to do it. All right. How to do it as well. So if you begin to rest and, and stop debating, well, this makes sense or that makes sense, or this doesn't make sense. And that doesn't make sense. God will show you exactly what makes sense. And it, it may not make sense to you, but it makes sense to him. And if you trust him, praise God, he's going to show you and it's going to come in a dream. So I would even keep a, a pad and a pen next to my bed 
uh, uh, next to your bed at night because when God talks, it's going to wake you up and you need to write right then and there. You need to start writing so you don't forget it. If you go back to sleep after he's spoken, you're going to forget it. But there is a visitation coming to your, your dream, Malika. Malika King. Malika King is who I'm talking to. There's a visitation coming to your, your dreams and you need to have your pen and pad ready and God's going to answer whatever you've been going back and forth about. I don't know what it is, but God said you've been going back and forth about something, praise God, and, and it's going to help you make that decision on what to do in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. You receive it in Jesus' name. You receive it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Glory. Mm, mm. Glory to God. Glory to God. Tabitha, there's a peace coming to your household like never before. There is a peace coming to your household like never before, Tabitha. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's been bothering you, but this year, praise God, there is a peace coming. I'm talking about bills paid. I'm talking about money in your bank account. I'm talking about businesses are successful. I'm seeing a peace in your household. Like it's like it, it, it's, it's been good, but it's about to get better. Like it's about to get not about, sorry. It is better this year. It is better this year. And what, what I see God doing is just like everything, almost like a weld oiled machine. It just works. And you're going to step back. And I see the, like the month of June, July, you're going to step back and you're like, I don't know how, how this is going and how this is working, but it's just working. And everybody think it's something that I'm doing, but it's not me It's God. It's, and it's just going to be a peace. Just a peace in your household, a peace with your husband, a peace, just a peace in your businesses and your endeavors. It's just going to be a peace and it's just going to work. And you don't put your hands in it. Just let it be. Just let it flow. God said this year, peace like never before. Mark my words, peace like never before, because you trust him and because you become comfortable with the unknown peace like never before in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Amen. Is that my sister-in-law? Yes or no? I don't know. Well, amen. If it's not Rhonda, I don't know if you are, but Rhonda, if you are that Vonda's twin sister, praise God. We love you. If you're not, we love you too. Welcome to the church. <laughs> yeah. Tabitha is my sister. Yes. Amen. Glory. So amen. You receive it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. So you guys, thank y'all for coming. Oh, we got to do uh giving. If you, <laughs> if you would desire to give, praise God. Um, do not forget, uh, you can always text the word launch to 1-888-364-GIVE, 1-888-364-GIVE, and we'll send you a secure link so that you can make your gift. We thank you for your gifts. Uh, again, it's going directly to our new, I'm going to just go ahead and call it by faith, our new facility. It, it is. She said it is. Y'all don't hear it in the microphone. She like, it is. We already got that confirmation. And I can't wait to show you. I'm so excited about the building. I want to tell y'all so much, but I'm going to get this microphone out of my hand. So <laughs> praise God. So I don't tell too much, but maybe not this Sunday, but next Sunday, once I have the keys in hand and trust me, I may not even preach that Sunday. I'm just going to, I'm just going to jingle them in front of y'all just like this and be like, we going to be there at two o'clock today. Let's just celebrate. Forget the word right now. Let's go run around the building in Jesus name. It's so nice. I can't wait to tell you guys everything about it and everything that's happening about with it in Jesus' name. Yes, Christina, yes. Tabitha, yes. 
And then we're going to have a big grand opening. We're going to have our leaders there, our pastors there to come, praise God, Gerald and Yvette Benton, to come and speak to you guys, to bless the building. I'm so excited. And uh, oh, can I tell them this one thing? Because it's a blessing. It's one thing, and I won't go no further. Y'all, this one thing, let me just tell y'all this, guy. <laughs> I'm such a kid. I'm such a kid. Listen, y'all, let me tell y'all this. Let me tell y'all this. This doesn't happen. This is how I know it's God. The 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 landlord told us uh, this week that not only is he going to let us come into the building, he is also going to do the entire build out for free. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Where's the microphone? Glory to God. You heard what I said. You heard what I said. You heard what I said. Look at God. Ain't that right, Arjun? Look at God. Look at God. He's going to do, if y'all see, you guys don't know, we, <laughs> you fell out with me too. You fell out with me. <laughs> Felicia, you fell out with me. That was the y'all fell out with me too. <laughs> Y'all don't understand. Hallelujah. Y'all, 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 oh my gosh. Y'all, be, before we 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 started this ministry, we used to go around and help churches uh, renovate their spaces. And just to renovate a space could be anywhere from 100 to 200K. And it could be enough to make you say, you know what? We just can't, we can't afford this building because it's too much to renovate. And uh, come on, Lawanda. Come on, Lawanda. Won't he do it, Lawanda? Come on. Come on, Shalanda. Okay. All right. So, oh my gosh. <sighs> Y'all, I have seen it. The last building we renovated, it cost them about 150K. And I'm like, God, to renovate this building, Father God, how, where is this going to come from? This money. I was in the unknown. Like, the building is nice, but God, where is the money going to come from to actually do it? Where is it going to come from? And I'm not just talking about, oh, he's going to put some new carpet. But we're talking about new carpet, new walls, all the tear down, all the build up, everything for it. He said, because he believes in what we're doing, it will do the complete renovation absolutely free. Come on. Come on. Come on, somebody. Come on. I don't know who R.A.W. is, but let me clap with you. Yes. <laughs> Won't he do it to God be the glory? Hallelujah. Y'all, that's one thing. It's so much more testimony attached to that. But I'm going to give you that one little piece that we don't have to worry about any renovation because they're going to do it for us. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, oh, God. Hey. oh, my God. <laughs> oh, they laughing at me over here. It's okay. Y'all laugh away. I'm going to celebrate and be so thankful for what God is doing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Go ahead and pray. Pray for the offering because I get the microphone out of my hand because I'm ready to shout and run and talk. Go ahead. Pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm in my mic, but I'm pretty sure they can still hear you too. <laughs> oh, my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hope you all got your offering envelopes ready and you've done what you needed to do as far as texting and whatever. So, whew, God, y'all. 
Lord, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for what you are doing in our lives, oh God. We thank you for those that are sowing, oh God. We thank you for those that have a heart to even give, God. I pray a special blessing among them, oh God. I thank you, Father God, that you bless whatever their hands touch, oh God. I thank you, Father God, that what you have for them is for them, oh God, and that nothing will hinder or come in the way, get in the way of what you have for them, oh God. I thank you, Father God, that you are showering them, oh God, that you are pouring down, you are raining down your mighty blessings among them now. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray and I thank you, Lord God, that there's no lack, that there's nothing that is uh, missing, nothing broken in their homes, oh God. I thank you, Father God, that you're that you are resting mightily in their homes oh god i thank you that you are nestled in their hearts in the mighty name of jesus i thank you father god that this seed my kitty name my yeshe i thank you father god that this seed goes forward oh god and i thank you that it is planted in great ground oh god we give you the glory lord god we give you the honor and we give you the praise and it's in jesus name that we pray amen amen and father we also thank you for this upcoming week we send our ministering and warring angels throughout this upcoming week to make this week safe. Remove anything that the enemy would try to do to hinder your blessing, Lord God. These angels, we put on assignment. We say stay on assignment into Monday, into Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, until we meet again. We pray protection, your hedge of protection around us, Lord God, and your son's blood to cover us in Jesus' name. We love you, Lord. We honor you and we praise you. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. We love y'all. We will see y'all next week. Praise God. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.